Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. They were building positions in there if for a fight. happened to us, by the time anyone got to us, I think it was chaos. the weather was so bad, there would be no to run boots full of blood. And the next thing I hear was alarms screaming. Chances of survival were very, very slick. The soldiers didn't want to go into the ambushes, so they'd send the kids in first. So he was sent in first into an ambush and he got shot in the stomach. It was very hard for me, very hard for my family. And the pain burst. Proud of the crew, proud of what I've achieved and what I'm doing. The volunteer for service was in effect to put your life on the line. Don Caldwell-Smith is a veteran of the Second World War. He was interviewed by Angus Horden for the World War II documentary by Thistle Productions for School and Country. Don's initial period at war was in the army. One job he remembered was guarding some very important equipment. We received the first radar unit, mobile radar unit in Australia. It came direct from from England, got it out of um, Dunkirk, and it was the first unit to arrive in Australia. It arrived here with all its things. We didn't know whether it still had its detonation stuff. So the university had to come out and go over the, the whole thing to make sure all the detonators were out. But it was all regarded as so secret, anybody couldn't approach the boxes, you know. And so you can imagine or coming from school, where you're, you know, yes sir, no sir, and you're told that nobody's allowed in the boxes, nobody's allowed near them. And, you know, of course we got put on guard duty the first night, and you hear thump, 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 you know, say, halt, or a fire, you know, halt, or a fire. And you know, so eventually it kept on thumping, 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 so I, I fired and I killed a cow. <laughs> and that disturbed the neighbourhood a bit, but, uh, but as I say, it was so, uh, you were just so indoctrinated with secrecy. I suppose from school with the cadets, you know, you were told to do something, you did it. And uh, so we were told it was a secret, highly secret, and nobody allowed near it. And uh, so this is what we did, and unfortunately one cow suffered. Shortly after the Japanese attacked Sydney Harbour, Don successfully applied for a transfer to the Air Force. He eventually found himself the pilot of a Lancaster bomber for RAF Bomber Command. In this next clip, Angus questioned Don alongside his wireless operator, Don Rowe. The first trip we had was to Frankfurt. We got caught in the search lights, and uh, we were it seemed a long time, Smithy was diving all over the sky to try and get out of them. And after we'd got it in the clear, the engineer, as a young chap, I can still see him leaning over the rail and saying, Jeez, and 29 more of these to go. <laughs> <laughs> when you were flying over Germany on the many missions that you did, do you recall seeing other Lancasters go down nearby? Yes, you always recorded that on the log. Yeah. But you remember seeing them close by as well? And oh, yes. The, if, when you go on a mission, say, over the coast, you can see planes everywhere, just a few hundred yards apart. When it became dark, they're still there, um, but you don't see them. 
and they tend to, their navigation is not spot on all the time. One's diverging a little bit on the other, they're, they're, flying, they're, they're, they're moving across, aren't yeah. they? <clears throat> it's only in, in the daylight when you realise how many planes were in there, in the air at the one time. At night you never saw them and never, never worried about it, did you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so how would you avoid colliding with these guys? And surely some planes did collide. Well, uh, uh, they did, yes. And, and what's more, they were bombed by their fellow planes up, up above them. They used to come down to... But, um, did you see that yourself? No. Or, not sure. So we saw the planes going down. Yeah, yeah. We saw planes going down, but <coughs> you didn't know the reasons behind them. There'd be a scatter of incendiary yeah. bombs and all sorts of things coming down. From but that's what worried me when we started doing daylight raids, mm. just to find out how many aircraft were in the air at one time. At night, you don't see them, and you, don't, you ignore You know, you think you've got the whole sky yourself. It, it always seems that the Sterlings have gotten into trouble, because when they're designed, the, the authorities said it can't have a windspan more than such and such a foot, so it'll fit in a hangar. So the Sterling was, was designed to fit in a hangar, <laughs> but it, didn't, it could only get to 16,000 feet. Because all the other people would be flying at 20,000 feet. And that's where a lot of, and they had a bad time. In those daylight raids, did you remember any of the fighters actually coming in close to you and trying to hit your head on? No, no, no. no. At night time, we, we saw several nearby. I don't remember the mid upper gunner saying, Well, I haven't fired on. Smith said, No, of course not. Anyway, <laughs> we dived off and went through our lives. We weren't going to stay around. So, Dawn, you, you tried to evade the, the attacks, you know, by flying rather than at trying to outshoot them. Oh, you never outshoot them, no. You just try to either go up, up or down or something and evade them. Well, they ranged from Cannons to 25 to both is going to all sorts of armour they had. We really just had the 303s. But Don, wouldn't you be terribly challenged having to dive out of way and not hit one of your other bombers as well? You didn't know about it. You didn't know. They're saying until you start doing the daylight phase, you never realised that I've got. We always saw them there, but that wasn't significant. It's only daylight phase, you'd see them. At night, you couldn't see them. It just showed us all back in space. There were a number of crashes between mm. Allied planes and fighters. Don Caldwell-Smith, alongside his best friend Don Rowe, were interviewed for our World War II documentary miniseries for School and Country. You can find out more at forschoolandcountry.com and check out the Facebook page for School and Country. Want to know more about the podcast? Our website is www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com. You can email us at podcast at lifeonthelinepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at LOTLpod. Follow us on Instagram at lifeonthelinepodcast. And like us on Facebook at lifeonthelinepodcast. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions. Artwork by Big Cat Design. Music by Dan Van Werkhoven. Thanks for listening. And lest we forget... Mm-hmm.